afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Club Pro Chatter Season 4, Episode 4. Today is May 19th, 2021. And yes, it's only been a couple weeks, Scotty, since we've been on. And I just saw you this weekend. We actually stayed in the same house, but it's still good to see you, my friend. How are you doing? Great to see you. Uh, I'm really excited to hear all the uh, banter that you've got for me after my poor play this past weekend up at Craigans. Really looking forward to that. So Monday morning, I wake up, getting a cup of coffee, up walks Tony Janu, and uh, he comes over to me and he says, uh, he says, morning, Stone. I said, I said, Tony, good morning. Good to see you. And he kind of looked at me and he's like, good to see you. And I go, yeah. I go, Tony, sometimes people go to sleep and they just don't wake up. They die in their sleep. I says, it's good to see you. And Scotty, he laughed for about 10 minutes. And then he told all those guys, he's like, Snow said, good to see you. And some people die in their sleep. And I think he took it a little personal. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's all about perspective, right? We're, we're just happy to be here with the time that we've got. We we're, we're lucky to be able to have a podcast to, to play golf. Um, and to, um, yeah, to, 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 to breathe. Let's be thankful for that. So, um, yeah, I, I think Tony's in pretty good health. I don't think we have to worry about him uh, falling asleep and never waking up, but uh, you just never know. You hey, never know. It could have been you or I. We don't know because they That's, might have said, hey, Snow never woke up. And again, you know, I've had the heart attack and what, we didn't see that coming. Uh, we did not. Well, you didn't see that okay, come up, okay. coming. Some my, of us did. My friends saw that coming and I didn't. That's a really good take. Apologies, Scotty. I'll start. Cause I usually make you start, but I, uh, I need to apologize. I'm going to look the camera right in the eye on this one because I, I get come across sometimes as condescending, right? Scott. Yep. So this one, I'm going to try to be as sincere as possible, but I'm apologizing to all of our fellow PGA pros that I cheered against at the PGA championship because I was actually cheering for Derek but in order for Derek to get where he wanted to go, I needed some guys to miss putts. And it came across as like I was um, cheering against them when in all actuality, I was just cheering for Derek. I mean, in a basketball game, Scotty, you cheer that the other team misses a shot, you know? And so I know people in match play say that, you know, I expect them to make it. Well, that's, that's bogus. That's not true. You're hoping they miss because at the end of the day, you want to beat them. And so, it just didn't come out right. So I'm apologizing for that. Go ahead, Scotty. Uh, well, you know, but you can apologize. Maybe send them a note as they're sitting home watching the PGA Championship right. from their couch. That's right. Derek's basking in all his glory at Kiowa right now. Um, I'm going to apologize to our section members um, because I usually take pride and take it upon myself to fill the match play. And this year we did not fill the match play. We only got 59. Uh, I don't know if that's because, you know, the timing with the Twin Cities open, everybody being so busy. Um, but, you know, the last two years we filled it. And you and I were very happy to see that fill because for years, as we were on the tournament committee, we couldn't even get over 30, 35 players. Some years it was like 20. So 59 is good, but. I, I still want to apologize because that's an event as PGA members, we should definitely fill up. Scotty, very good apology by you because you have taken that on as kind of your baby. 
and that you said, I really want to get more section guys and I want them to be a part of this. And you even do some personal like contact of, come on, I need you to sign up. So very good apology for you, but uh, I, I can attest for you. You work hard at that. And um, those of us who see it appreciate it. So now, uh, now let's go to apologies for the other guy. This is a new portion that I want to add just for today. So I'm going to apologize for something you did on the last podcast, and then you can apologize. Now, I didn't warn you, so you probably have nothing for me. I, I don't. But I'll start. So anyways, I just want to apologize for you. You made it sound like you're like the top psychologist in the game because you said to Derek, you go, you know, we walked off the green together at Preserve, and I talked to you a little bit about some things. And, uh, you know, next year, look at you. There you are winning the whole thing and moving on. And I just want people to understand, and I'll apologize to you. You're not a master psychologist, all right? You, you don't have a PhD. You didn't go to school for that. And uh, that's not what you do. Now, you are a good friend, and you are sometimes a good listener. But you, what you are not is a master psychologist. Are, are you just saying I'm not a master psychologist because you refuse to listen to what I say to you, prescribe to you? I still do listen to you, Scotty, as a friend, you know, as some, but I discard your information as fast as possible, just like you do with mine. I mean, I, I get it. No, you know, I, I take it all in. When we have tough decisions in our lives, we call each other. I mean, I, I, I know I've been a part of your world here for, boy, you've been in a whirlwind for 13 months. And um, you know what? I, I feel like I've been there every lock stock of the way, but I'm not a master psychologist. Well, I, I don't claim to be either. Uh, I think okay. sometimes all that way. So, okay. okay. Well, I don't claim to be that. I, I apologize if, if anybody took it that way. Uh, I think at certain points, like the Tony story perspectives, perspective is everything. And I just wanted Derek to have perspective and tell him, I mean, all I essentially told him was that he's got all the talent in the world, but if you can't mentally be in the right position to succeed, you're never going to succeed. It's like going into a job interview and saying, there's a guy that interviewed for a job that I heard. Yep. You know, here I am. I'm, I'm, I'm always the runner up. That's what somebody said in an interview. And it's like, if you're saying that it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? That's so right. Um, the right mindset is everything. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I'm not claiming to be a, I'm not Bob Rotella. Uh, I think perspective is, is super important. Uh, apologies for you. Yeah, let's go. I don't, uh, I don't really have any How about other than let's, let's apologize. That sometimes let's apologize to everybody that sometimes you talk too much on the podcast. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And I want to give a shout out to Kaylee. She did some great editing on the last one because I was over saying some things like, um, and she cut them right out of there. She is awesome. And it was beautifully done. So nobody can understand my full gas, but that's a good apology, Scotty. Thank you. I, I, I will back that one up hundred percent. So with that, are we bringing in yeah. Miss Kaylee for the old state of the section? Let's Is she wearing Kay glasses today or not? <laughs> Kaylee with her goggles on so she can see us. Yeah, exactly. So, so like, go ahead. Scott. I do have to say one thing quick. I have to give editing credit to Tone. 
Oh, Tone, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's okay. I'm write that down. I'll give credit where credit is due, and he is a master editor. Tone, I know you're on the block right now, but um, I got this down for um, season four, episode five. Apology for me. Thank you, Kaylee. I appreciate <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. All right. So, Kaylee, apparently you and Tone don't get to go to the PGA Championship like Jeff Grimmel. Is that true? Yeah, apparently. <laughs> I'm still, I mean, maybe we still have time to get there tomorrow by Derek's tea time, but he I'll goes still, early. I'll still wait. Yeah, 724 tomorrow. Gee, did you see that? Uh, uh, ben Hung on, I think, and George Kutsi. If I, uh, yeah, cutsy. I didn't I see it. Scotty, is there a, we don't want to jump into, let's wait for PGA preview on that, okay? Okay, sorry. Yeah, Too let's excited. Like I, I'm just stuff. excited. I'm just excited. I love that because you know I rely on you. You and Holmes are pretty good friends, and so you're going to need to be awesome in that segment. But go ahead, Kaylee. Yeah, so the first thing is congratulations to Jack Jimenez, who won our Twin Cities Open last week. First time we've ever put on a tournament like that um, this year, new to 2021, and he swept the field. He did awesome. Yeah, four under par winning score. Scotty, you played in the uh, TC Open. Uh, no, nah, not four under par. He was lower than that. Six, I think. Another apology. You, you're going to have to apologize to Jack. Um, <sighs> okay, Scotty, no. you played in it. Tell me about conditions and how it played. Yeah, so um, Tannersbrook, great host. I thought the golf course is in great shape. Other than my lack of preparation where I didn't scout the golf course the first day, I hit some shots in some spots that I shouldn't have. Uh, but I thought the golf course is in great shape. Uh, about two of the most calm, perfect days you could have in May. I mean, it was like 75 degrees both days. No wind, which out there it could howl. Like, no wind at all. So, and the greens were great. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a good host. Um, next year, I think it'll be an even bigger and better event this year. You know, we, it's the first go around thanks to Tim Vernon for hosting Yamaha golf. Um, but I think just, we, we brought this event together essentially in March or April and we didn't get a ton of time to promote, but still to have like 70 or 65 players in it still really good for may so yeah great event jack great playing he's been playing really well look out for him i mean he's he's done well in some other events i think he won grandview a couple of years ago right g yeah and then he had a top three at craigans this last week so i think he tied Sorensen. actually top two i think he yeah. tied Sorensen. i'm sure you'll correct me i'm sure yeah wrong. yeah yep so, but solid player, uh, solid showing and, and fun to see a lot of the, um, you know, college kids or kids that used to play in our junior events playing in it as well. So I know what you want to say, Scott, and it's hard, to, it's hard to get the words out, but let's say it next generation. Yeah. They're not us, dude. We used to be the young guys and guess what? We're not now we're the, we're the mid boomers and, uh, the next generation is there's some players down there and, it's going to be time for us to move over and bring our bring our wheelchairs and our uh, our walkers and let's try to get after it out there, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Kaylee. Well, starting next Monday is going to be the Minnesota PGA section versus the MGA in cup matches. Now I'm going to bring in Tone here because 
our team captain, I think, needs to speak a lot about what's going to be happening in competition next Monday. He's wearing the hat. I am representing with the hat an early preview of uh, part of the outfit that we're going to be wearing. I think it's uh, a little modern, a little hip, ready to go out there and claim victory for the first time since 2013. You know, I think uh, I've sent a note out to the team a couple days ago or yesterday, and I think we have a great team lined up how everybody's been playing, you know, and speaking with Mr. Hoffman and I'll be uh, working with them on Friday, getting uh, the pairings out, kind of setting up the course. Um, I think we'll have a good matchup. I don't think it's, uh, I, you know, everybody says it's over. I don't, I don't think it's over. We're going to, we're going to get this win. Well, we need a win. I talked to Andy Jacobson. I had a meeting with him Monday night and uh, he was smirking from year to year because I said, we're, we're finally going to start bringing some of our, our top guys here. So Tone, tell us, uh, give us the rundown. Who you got? Is Scott McDonald one? Scott is in. He is Not one. Right now. I don't know where you're going to put him. Uh, you might have to bench him. I, I don't know if that's an option, but. Scott comes comes up to for the occasion. He'll he'll play well. I know that. Okay. All right. Um, so got we got Scotty. We got uh, Brent Snyder. Jeff, yes. Jeff Sorensen, Don Barry, Dale Jones, Chris Borgen, Matt Ricci, Julian Ramirez, Bennett Smed, Jack Humans, uh, John Rigstad, and Eric Roland should be all of our regular players. For our senior players, we have Ty Armstrong, Craig Brischke, Dan Callahan, Larry Norland. And then for our women, we have Angie Ossie, Christy Meyer, Lori Money, and Savannah Smith. Hey, I love that lineup, Scotty. Don't just talk about it, buddy. You're the quasi-captain. I know Tone is, but you've been really pushing this bad boy. So can you? is there a possibility that you could bench yourself or, um, or do you have to play? You know, here, here's the deal. I pushed my COVID, second COVID shot back. So I was a full, full steam ahead uh, for the cup matches. I didn't want to have any chance of feeling under the weather leading up to this. Um, you know, I've, it's, this is a very important event to me. Uh, you know, when I was first coming up as an assistant, the first time I played on this, it, it was a big deal. Like it's, Hey, you, you had a great year and here's something that you qualified for. Um, I think a little bit of the allure has went away for some of our guys. And it, that kind of ticks me off. I wish that they'd take the same amount of pride in it as I do. So I hope that we bring the, the a game. Um, yeah, it's been a long time. I mean, I was on that team that, but leading up the, we won it forever for a stretch there. And since what 2013, we haven't won it since then. Yeah, I think I, I'm, I think the overall wins were at 27 out of the 43 that have been contested, but the last one was 2013. Yeah, so it's uh, it's 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 tough. They've they've got some good players. Clearly, uh, we do too. Uh, I will say this. Uh, nope, I can't make a prediction because then I'll have to eat words, and I don't. But. I will say this. That's okay. I really think that Edinburgh plays in to the hands of the PGA professionals because we have an Edinburgh Pro-Am there every year. A lot of us play in it. Um, it's, it's a golf course that distance doesn't help you a ton because there's a lot of trouble everywhere. So hopefully those young guys that hit it harder hit driver everywhere because you can't literally you can't hit driver everywhere. 
Um, and I just feel, I feel good about our chances, just given the golf course and given the lineup. Tone, could you, um, for those of us who aren't good enough to play in this and have not really been a part of it, could you give us the, uh, how the scoring works and what the, what it, cause I know it's a weird deal. You play like a doubles match and a singles match within the double. So can you walk through that? So when we're following online, we know what we're looking at. Yeah. So, um, everybody's going to be competing in, in a singles match and as well as a, as a four ball match. So basically we're going to pair up two players, um, from each division and they're going to be competing, you know, as a team, you know, against two of the amateurs. And then as well, they're also going to be competing, you know, in singles matches at the same time. So when you kind of see the scores coming in, you'll see, you know, the four ball results as well as the, the single match results. Um, in regards to points, it's, you know, one, if you win, it's one point, you know, tie is half. So, and then they kind of just accumulate uh, for both sides there. And so what's the, what's the number you need to win? Is it 13 and a half, 14, 16 and a half? Do we know? Uh, uh, Put you on the spot there. Yeah, this one's on the spot. I need to double check on that. You double check that because I got a question for Scotty. Okay. Scott, Kaylee, I'm sorry if I'm taking all your time, but we'll, it's we'll okay. more time in. Scotty, so if you give a putt to a guy, is it given in both matches or how does that work? Because match play is, is you don't have to hold everything that could be given. Yeah, the, uh, I'm pretty sure the four ball match takes precedence. So, yeah, I mean, Say um, I'm playing you and Tone's your partner. If Tone's out of the hole, I, I and yeah, now our match obviously matters too. But if you got a putt to, I'm out of the hole. I'm not going to give it to you in the four ball match, you know, because if if my partner's Don Barry or whatever, you know, you and Don are still playing each other in the four ball. So it's a little tricky at points, but. Um, it's it it works out well. I really like the format. It's I've I, I've played with different kids in it, and I say kids because they're usually college kids, and they're just like bombing it by me. So and, um, and it's two rounds you play in the same day. Just one correct? round. Just one round. Oh, just one eighteen holes. Yes. Yeah, you play okay. the matches at the same time. Did we yep. find a magic number tone? Yeah. So the total points overall is forty. So I think you know if it's the MJ gets twenty, they retain the cup. Twenty and a half we need. So we need 20, 20 and a half. Okay. All right, Kaylee, bring us, bring us home here. Yeah. So the youth putting challenge is coming back this summer to the Minnesota section. Last year, DCP was canceled due to COVID. And so this was kind of the creation to still keep young kids involved in golf and especially those trying to learn the game of golf. So it's coming back this year. Our first qualifier will be June 25th at Victory Links. Um, and then kids can qualify for the championship that will be in August. Ages? Six to 14. Both genders can play. Um, so it'll be really fun to see those kids kind of come back, hopefully, from last year. That's interesting, Scotty. That's the ages I use for my junior camp. And people always ask me, why just those ages? So now I have a good, a good explanation. It's because how, how does the putting championship work, Kaylee? Well, depending on where we are, kids will qualify for, um, you know, from each qualifier. Last year, we were at Victory Links, and it was fun. The kids just kind of went through a space on the green that we had set up of nine holes. They went through it twice, and um, it's cool because you kind of see kids that 
don't really know the game of golf yet as well. And so uh, you're just teaching them little things about um, how to putt, how to keep score, how to record your score with a scorekeeper at the end, that kind of thing. Yep. Yep. Well, I love it, Kaylee, that uh, when we add something because something went away, we keep it. And uh, that happened to me here at the, at the Olivia Golf Club this year. I started a Sunday game because of COVID. Because mm-hmm. nobody had anything to play in. And this offseason, I had every member who plays in this goes, you're going to do those Sunday games again, right? And it was like, well, now I have to. I mean, people yeah. are begging. And they love it. And it just keeps the ball rolling that you start something that's fun. And then you go, why wouldn't we just keep doing this? And uh, it promotes what one of our pillars are at the PGA is we want to promote golf where that's, yeah. that's a big deal to us. So good job with that. Awesome. Well, thanks guys. All right. That's Kaylee Ekstrom state of the section, Scotty PGA preview seven twenty four Eastern. I believe so. That's pretty oh. early. Six twenty four. Where can we watch online or how, what do we do? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how, um, you know, each it, it's if this was the Masters, we could follow every shot because they have shot. the cameras. Yeah. So I don't know if you can do the feature group on the PGA. I haven't explored, you know, usually the day, the first day of these majors is the day I download the app for the event. And then it's just, I pick the people I'm following. Obviously, oh. I'll be following uh, Derek and whoever, you know, you got in fantasy, but, uh, and so that's that's kind of my plan is to I'll probably do it tonight, download it and maybe set up notifications for Derek to follow along. So. All right. Let's talk a little bit about the uh, PGA Championship. Uh, Scotty, was it three years ago? It moved to the uh, to the spring, which kind of upset our calendar because it moved uh, the, the, the national championship to April, which we talked about at the last podcast where Derek had to qualify early. Uh, has it grown on you a little bit? Are you okay with where it is in the calendar or does it just feel like it's rushed in here is, uh, I mean, I may be giving away my take, but what, what do you feel? Nah, about? No, you, you kind of are, but I, I tend to agree. This used to be glory's last shot, right? That's that right. was the tagline. And it was the last chance. It was in August. It was, it was after the, the, the open championship and everything. And, we got used to it um and it was at some northern clubs it was at uh hazeltine twice um now we're pigeonholed as to where we can have it any place in the north is pretty much out of the question to host the pga championship pga championship is not going to be at whistling straits because may whistling straits just isn't going to work right so you nailed it scotty I, I look at our golf course right now and I think we're in good shape, but that's what we are. We're in good yeah. shape. We're not in great shape. And, you know, we, we saw this in the regional for the ladies, the NCAA ladies, the course wasn't in championship shape. And a lot of us got bent out of shape. I, I don't know if you saw that, but they had to cancel the thing. And then they just moved the top teams forward, which stinks for everybody. But so how do you solve that with a PGA championship? You don't host one up here. It's going to be in Texas. It's going to be in California. It's going to be in South Carolina, this, you know, Kiowa Island, the whole bit. So I'm with you on that, Scott. I, I, it, it feels, it doesn't feel like major week to me. Thank goodness Derek Holmes is in there because it's drawn some excitement, but um, it, it just doesn't feel right. No, no, it's, and it, it it's tough. 
following the masters, it's not easy. And it used to be the masters would be April, May, we wouldn't have anything. And then you'd build up that month of anticipation for the U S open. And then you'd build up that month of anticipation for the open championship. And granted the PGA was always closer to the open championship than the, but at least it was the last one. And you're like, okay, Tiger hasn't won a major yet this year. Let's, this is his chance to win a major or whoever it is. Right. And now it's just, it's just the PGA. Let's, let's be honest. It's, it's probably that and the open championship are the, the weaker of the majors, yeah, right? Sure. The masters is always going to be the masters, the U S open, I think because uh, it's the U S open and then the PGA is, is just kind of a rung down. And now this has knocked it down even more, I think, in the eyes of the general public. And this is our championship, you know? So it's, it's kind of, yeah, it's a major, but does it, it doesn't feel like one. Well, I know with moving to Frisco, um, I know that the PGA championship will be there at some point. I think it's on the calendar. Is that right, Scotty? For a couple yep. I don't know, four or mm-hmm. five years from now. So I get that and that that take, you know, August in Texas probably isn't the greatest either. You know, you got to look at it from that perspective. They're yep. the southern courses don't have that opportunity, if you will. But yeah, I, I I just don't feel great about it. It doesn't feel like it's in the right place, but it is what it is for probably, I would guess, another 10 years. And you nailed it. PGA is probably fourth on the list of what people want to win. I keep using these air quotes. I, I don't know, but, um, you know, but the British Open is probably third and, you know, the U.S. Open always provides great stories like guys trying to qualify with 15 clubs in their bag and then they don't get there, you know, because they just, they messed up on that. Things of that nature, you know, or uh, they didn't count their clubs. <laughs> so Frisco is hosting the PGA 2027 and 2034. Oh, wow. And are the 2034, does it say like spring 2034? No, it does not. But uh, they did host, uh, if you remember that one year, they hosted the PGA Championship at Southern Hills, which is in, is that that Oklahoma, right? Tulsa, yep. Yeah, yep. So that's about as far south as it went. Well, they had it at Belle Reve that one year, St. Louis, not super south, but yeah, it's, uh, it. Yeah. Let's talk about Kiwa Island. Uh, 78.5 rating, 155 slope. They added 200 yards since Rory McIlroy won it in 12. Um, What yardage have you heard or did Derek tell you or anything that they're proposing to play it at? They will not play it at 7,800. People got to realize that's a scorecard (laughs) bragging deal, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, how many actual tour events are played all the way back on every tee? Is there ever one? I don't think so, because Augusta even moves theirs around, and they added length, right? I mean, they they move things up, down, back, and you have to, you know, because of compaction and turf and divots and the whole bit. So, yeah, I I, I just don't see a plan. I don't know. Did Derek tell you that what the proposed layout's going to be? Is it going to be 73 every day? Is it going to be more than that? I I haven't heard, but I I watched press conferences yesterday, and a big part, you know, longest 
uh, championship in major tournament history. Um, but yeah, I got to imagine they'll, and it, but it, the one thing they did say is it doesn't sound like it's going to be pretty, very windy, right. which, which might mean that they're going to play it a little bit longer than if it was windy, because if you got a 20 mile an hour wind, you're not playing 17 all the way on the back tee into that wind. Right. So they move it around probably more with the wind, but, uh, yeah. Uh, do you, would you be nervous on that 17th tee at all? I, I was always thinking about what I'd be like on that first tee. Cause even in pro-am Scott on the first tee, you know, it's like, it's the jitter of the start of a tournament and you're really just trying to go through process. And I couldn't even imagine with the idea that I'm on TV and somebody could watch me because every shot's, be, I mean, if you make a hole in one that somebody has it on tape. Yes. Every shot's being filmed by something or somewhere doesn't mean they're using it, but yeah, I, I, I can't imagine. So by the time I get to 17, my round would probably already be shot. I'd be at 88, you know, I'd need to par par for 88. And so I don't know that I'd be that nervous. Right. Yeah. I mean, maybe by then I wouldn't be. So, so Kiwa Island to me, um, I heard the logistics are always tough getting out there. You know, it's, it's a tough uh, road to get in and out and you got a budget if you're going to visit. So maybe Kaylee and Tony, you don't want to go. Um, it can be upwards of an hour on the bus, maybe even more than that to get in and out because parking isn't on the Island. Is that correct? Still? I don't know. I, I don't know that for sure, but it, it's gotta be with the ocean uh, surrounding it. it. It can't be easy. Couldn't they find a way to park the cars on the beach so people could get out there? Probably, but that's, I mean, what if would, it rains and yeah. That wouldn't look good on TV, I suppose. No, no, yeah. not, not what CBS is looking for or TNT, whoever's got the rights. Did Derek play in the TC Open? Derek did not play in the TC Open. He played in the match play um, and, you know, he, he ended up losing in the match play to Johnny Schwaller at uh, Island View. Um, that's, that's the thing is now he'll kind of have that target on his back that he's playing in a PGA. And, um, I mean, the, the, like the, I, when we taught some at Luther one, it's like, how do you even get up for Luther one compared to you got the PGA on the horizon, right? Yeah. And then I, even, even coming back, it's kind of, you know, the tape mark would probably be his next event that he plays in. And it's kind of like he's riding high. What, uh, I mean, you've had a great year already, right? So it's uh, tough he's to kind of. He's got a big points lead early. And that's, yeah. uh, you know, that's going to be hard for some of these guys to catch. And so they're going to be playing in every points they can to try to catch Derek. And if he can keep some momentum, perform well at the, uh, at the club pro championship uh, later in the season. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I could see him you're right. Having a little target on the back and he knows it. I mean, but also people are, I think for the most part, our guys are congratulatory to him. For sure. I know I I can't invite him to the KWL and pro-am because it's right after tape Mark. And I know that that's going to be a nightmare. And he also mentioned stuff about his work. You know, he's got a job. He doesn't play golf professionally. He's a golf professional. It's a whole different people get those words mixed up and intertwined. And I feel part of our job, Scotty is to help people understand that, the, the order of how they're set is important. 
Yeah, he, he's a golf professional, and he's got a two-year-old, and he's got a wife, and so he didn't play in some things, and I'm sure he's got a job that he has to protect, you know, and I'm sure they want him to be successful down there, but the other point, they're saying, hey, we're paying you, man, man. We need you to work. We need you to make some money for us. Yeah. And uh, there's balancing of all that. So, yeah, I, I it did not shock me that he didn't. I mean, I'm sure he went down this. I didn't remember what he said, but I, I knew he wasn't going to play in Craigens, which I think he normally does. And uh, I, you know, I, I didn't think he was going to play TC Open because those that's two days. I mean, you know, my life was kind of a mess there, too. And I had to withdraw. You know, yeah. so I can only imagine with him saying I need six days to go play in the PGA Championship. So anyways, we're going to do predictions later, Scotty, about who we like down there in the PGA championship. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about that, but uh, anything else you got that you want to discuss about um, uh, our major championship? Um, I mean, I'm always just excited to see how, I, I mean, we're unlike, unlike the end of the uh, national, uh, the PGA national championship, you're going to be cheering for every PGA guy. Because those are guys that are working like us. Um, we're, we, we always want, it's always fun to see if somebody makes the cut. Obviously, that's Derek's goal, make the cut. Um, be awesome to see him play on the weekend and, and to cash a check. And so, yeah, it, uh, that's, that's what I enjoy, um, especially the first two days, um, seeing all those guys and hoping that they get it going. I mean, that's seeing that badge. Oh, you, you will not be cheering for everyone. I don't want to be mad about this guy. I don't, but we, we've talked about it. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's not his fault, really. It's our fault for allowing it. But anyways, that's a whole yeah. other conversation. I don't want to dive down that road, Scotty. Okay, let's bring in Tone here, and we're going to talk about uh, knowing the rules. Brought to you by Green Image Golfscapes. I don't know if you saw Scotty, but we went over to his house after the Luther and we had a blast out there. We played uh, five holes. Uh, he's got it up on uh, Instagram and Facebook and um, then he's doing a great job with these and he's ready to take on some things. And if you can find somebody, you PGA pros out there, then he will line your pockets. He gives you a finder's fee. He'll help you. So tone is that Craig? This is unbelievable. What happened? Um, so we're at Craigans and our team's, playing pretty good i thought we were seven under come to find out scott that you're an also ran at seven under so anyways uh one gross one net you, you know we got some stuff so i got a 73 year old guy on my team that can hit it pretty good uh, and so some of the par fives they have his silver teams up silver tees up at about 360 370 and he can hit a two, 250 260 ball sometimes so anyways we're on a temporary green on hole 18 because of construction at craigans so he hits but i couldn't see where he hit it and um, I asked him all the questions of golf press. Cause you've done that Scott, where you're looking down, right. And you didn't see it. Mm. So you're, did you hit it good? Uh, and, and they don't always know. That's the crazy <laughs> part tone. They don't always know. He says, I think it cleared the bunker. Good enough for me. Right. So we have a little scuffle on the left. I'm not going to go into the deep story. He gets up 131 yard shot, chunks it low left. We drive 70 yards forward, okay? We're at 80-some yards, uh, 60 yards forward, 80-some yards. And Luke Stodder, one of our other AMs, had ripped his three-iron down there, but I didn't see that shot either, so I didn't know how he hit it. But remember, I heard, <laughs> I heard, 
I think I cleared the bunker. So Luke Stoddard gets up to his ball, looks down, goes up. He says, this isn't my ball. Walt in my cart looks at me and he goes, I didn't even look. And I'm like, Oh, Oh no. So tone. What, what do we do? We're in a mess right there. My guys asked me a ton of questions. I think I got it right, but I want to hear it from you. What do we do at that point? Okay. Well, we would want to determine, um, well, one, he had a wrong ball, which is not a, not a good thing in the rules. So right there, it's, uh, it's going to be the general penalty. Um, as long as, you know, and, and then you want to find, you know, where his original ball is. And then I guess, what ball did he hit? Um, you know, if it was another player on your team or another team, uh, so we can get that, uh, back and replaced in his original spot. Okay. So that's the part I didn't know. Is it drop or is it place? So it's going to be uh, place the ball, either the original ball or another ball on the original spot. And if that spot is not known, that spot is going to be estimated. So mostly oh, everything I... in the rules now is is a drop besides if you have to replace it on a certain spot, like if you are on the green or, you know, if, you know, Greg, you and I are playing on the course and, you know, you want me to rem- uh, move my ball because it's in your kind of, you know, line of play, yep. then I would replace it. And for this circumstance, this is one of the times you will place the ball. So part of the kerfunkle that we had, we were on another hole looking for somebody's ball. And a guy says, this is all part of the same story, by the way, Tone. A guy <laughs> says, oh, I picked up your ball. He goes, "I, of course, we shouldn't have been over there. What do we do with that one? Is that a drop or is that a play? It's going to be the same thing. Uh, you basically will estimate that original spot and place the ball there. Okay. Scotty? <sighs> These, I wish these have never happened to me, but it has. Uh, the, the, best, the, the, the best story of all, Tone, is Northland. Greg knows this story. Yes! So I hit it. Uh, you've been to Northland, right, Tone? I have, yep. So I, 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 18's a tough hole. So I hit it into the, <laughs> I hit it in the trees kind of right, 18. It's a sh- shotgun event, so I started, I think, on like, six or seven so 18's middle of the round i'm playing okay a uh, couple over northland always plays tough i hit it right at the green so i think there's a cart path right i didn't see it land so i get up there and i'm looking everywhere it, it's got to be right there there's no place to go the rough's kind of long but not bad so we look for the three minutes five minutes at not, the time. five minutes yeah at the time. five minutes at the time so i go back replay you know, that's never great. I end up making six or seven, probably seven rounds pretty much over. So I par one, two uphill par four. I get up there and I hit my second shot onto the green and I mark my ball. And one of my playing partners is over the green and, and he chips and it's super severe going down there and it's rolling so slow. I can see my yellow marker <laughs> on the line of the golf ball. At that point, I'm playing Titleist. It's a Titleist one with yellow marker in my initials. And I can see the yellow line just rolling. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. He played my ball on the last hole. So I, I go to, I'm like, what do you do at this point? These guys have played a lot of money to be in this event. Do I say, hey, buddy. That Titleist one is mine that you played on 18. 
So I just rolled with it. But here's the thing. I had a Titleist one in play. It was the only like new ball that I had. So now we've got two Titleist ones in play at the same time. <laughs> I'm like, he hits it right. I'm hitting it left. So we don't get confused again. And he plays my ball and whatever. So nonetheless, he hits it right on number five into this fescue. I didn't even really look because I kind of wanted him to lose the ball. So we didn't have any more of this going on, mm -hmm. but um, that was one of those circumstances where you're just like, yep, lost my ball, but then it was found later on. So nothing you can do <laughs> after the fact, but just, and Greg rode with me in the car and had to hear about it for the, the three hour car ride home. Oh, so when he got in the car after our dinner, he goes, Listen to this, you guys. Oh, <laughs> you can't make it up. You, can't you, can't, make it up you cannot make it up. These are the crazy things that happen in pro. -Am. So one one more mm -hmm. question, because I want to make sure everybody gets this right from now on. It's gonna happen again to people. So my am Luke, whose ball was hit, says to me, he goes, Is I mean, nervous face. You can see it. Is that my penalty? You know, he's like, Is that my fault? Break that all down for us, how that all works on the scorecard. Yeah, so so he would so the guy who hit the, the wrong ball would get um a two-stroke penalty, but any of the strokes made at um any you know that that wrong ball, you know, so you hit it and then you say he hit it on the green and then he realized it, they don't count. So uh basically if he hit one off the tee and he then he hit the wrong ball, you basically add two, you know, find the original ball and then play from there. Um, so basically you can almost play like your original ball in and just add two to your score. So you could hit the wrong ball twice and it's only two shots. Correct. Oh, I mean, as long, yeah, I mean, yeah. So, you know, whenever you kind of realize it, so you just don't want to play onto the next hole, because if you play onto the next hole, you know, uh, you hole out and you go to the next tee, then you tee up, then you're disqualified from there. You got to correct it before you tee up on hole one tomorrow or correct. whatever. And that's there. It was 18th hole, but if it was 15 before you tee up on 16. Yeah. So if it was your 18th hole, then you would need to correct it. Uh, you know, before, before you, sign. you turned your sign, sign your scorecard, which everything, as you know, tone is this now. And All so electronic that, now. Makes that, that makes that easier. I think mm -hmm. that uh, we can fix that. You know, we can go back, let's get you down there and let's play that hole correctly. Is there a three minute or five minute rule or anything on that? If you noticed it 20 minutes later, no, for whatever there, reason, it's, it's just, you know, it just, you need to correct it before you play onto the next hole or you sign your card. I mean, there's not a time limit that you have to, I guess, realize it, but hopefully you do realize it before you play on. Right. Well, Luke Stoddard realized it fast when he looked down and saw Idolist um, <laughs> when he was playing Callaways. And, uh, so yeah, that's that it wasn't even the same ball deal. So Scotty, any final thoughts on that? I mean, you heard the whole, the long version tone. That night I gave the long version of that story and it was another 10 minutes. It, it was incredible what happened. Wow. Yeah, I just say mark your golf ball well and just make sure that, I mean, it, it's you're not playing the same, especially in a pro-am. Um, and, and, and I will say this, that in pro-ams, you know, there's ams that don't play Titleist the whole time. If they hit one into the woods, they grab whatever they got. And all of a sudden they switch to a Bridgestone and they're playing the same ball as UG. And it's like, wait, wait, wait a minute. You know, so it's um, just make sure they're aware of it and um, mark it, identify it. 
Yeah, I mean, I think that's the biggest. Well thing. said. Oh, sorry. Yeah. No, I just. No, I, no. Well said. Go ahead, Tone. I was just gonna say, I think that's you know what Scott just said is probably the biggest thing. You know, especially in tournaments, is marking the ball. You know, you know, even if you have to like, you know, uh, you're hitting a provisional, make sure that you can identify which one is which. You know, I've seen that situation a couple of times where you think your ball may be lost and you find both balls and you can't identify which one is which. And so always identifying your ball and knowing which one it is, is important. All right. I want to uh, thank you guys for that. And I want to uh, tread into this next section tone. I'd like to keep you on if possible here, um, because this is an area that um, through all of our tournament directors, you're the fourth one that I've had since I've been in. Uh, we had Chad Gustafson. Um, we had Darren DeYoung and then, uh, our boy, um, who just moved to Nebraska, Vinsanity, and now you, and this has been a topic with everybody. And, uh, Scotty and I just came back from the Craigans Pro-Am first one of the year. And I just want to talk a little bit about handicap integrity and what that means to those of us golf pros that, that play with people. So I looked up something today and then I'll get your guys' thoughts on this of, um, a 10 handicap breaking his handy by eight shots. Can anybody come within a hundred of what the probability is on that? Either of you two, what, what that is to a hundred breaking it by eight shots. Uh, I probably can, if I get to poke no, the smoke fast enough. Yeah. Don't look it up. Uh, I'd say uh, eight shots, uh, one in uh, one in a thousand. Tone higher or lower. I'll go lower. Okay, it's higher. It's one in 1,138. And then doing it twice in your life is 14,912 to one, according to the statistics. So right next to impossible, they one guy said it's uh it's basically your lifetime, you know, of, of all your golf, of you being able to break your handy. So my encouragement, and again, I, I want to get some of your thoughts on this, you guys, but my encouragement to our fellow pros is keep an eye on your amps, keep an eye on their numbers. And if you're bringing them to pro-ams, these are things you need to be aware of. Everybody's going to do this every now and then, but true handicaps, um, it's really hard to break your, and I know what somebody says, wow, eight shots, Scotty, how often have we seen it in pro-ams? And again, if you career it like that, I would think there'd be some hoopla. I mean, if Tony Malowitz did that, which you know, I bring my brother-in-law to a bunch of these and he's, he's careered it once or twice. Okay. It's a big deal. I mean, we, it's a high five. It's a how unbelievable you played and that whole bit. So Scotty, yeah. throw some thoughts at me. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, we, the answer to your question, how often do we see it is more than we probably should. Uh, and, and it, I mean, those ones are the bizarre ones. Um, I mean, we had one at uh, Summerbee last year, if you don't recall. I do recall. Uh, it, it was, uh, I, I forget what the number was, if it was 71 with an eight handicap, where uh, the low score by a pro was like 70, right? Yep. scores were super high because the greens were fast and it was tough. So those instances is it's just tough. I, I, I think it's as much on the AMs as it is on the pros, because if we're bringing teams, we know who we're bringing. 
and we know the integrity that they have and their handicaps. So that would be, you know, all it takes is one bad egg to ruin it for everybody else. And, you know, that's the first pro-am I ever had at Minnewaska that I started 32 teams. And I'm calling you the next day saying, how did this happen? How did this team come in, shoot this low, this guy shot this number with this handicap. And if I wouldn't have changed it, it could have just ruined the event. So, and that's what ultimately will happen is there's going to be an instance where somebody comes in and, and plays way, way too good, impossibly too good and ruins it for everybody. Tone, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I think it kind of comes down, you know, to the to the professional bringing the the AMs, and you know, like Scott said, you know who you're bringing, um, and you know, for the individuals who are hosting it, um, you know, kind of look at look at pri uh, previous teams and previous results, and um, you know, that's something that we we're doing is we're we're, we're posting the full results when once we get everything, you know, kind of increase the transparency of the whole program. Um, and, you know, if you are hosting, talk to the other pros who are, you know, have hosted a previous one and see if there was any issues or anything. Um, but, you know, that's kind of, you know, I've said it before, you know, golf is about playing with integrity. And, you know, we hope that, you know, especially as all members that, you know, we're all being truthful here and, you know, bringing teams with the, with the correct handicaps for each of the AMs to not uh, gain an unfair advantage. Tone, that was well said, and thank you very much for that. Um, we try to help you in your job, and I know sometimes this is placed on the tournament director, but Scotty and I started a, a little subcommittee about, what is it, Scott, seven years ago? Yeah. So we went to the board and we said, no, this is on us pros. We got to be better, and we need to be better. And so our job isn't done, Scott. We have work to do, and what Tone just said there is perfect. And so I want to put this on the podcast right now that any pros hosting programs call me. I will answer the phone. Call Scott. He will answer the phone. And again, if you have some tough things that you want to talk about, we'll be right there. Scott, you were all over this seven years ago. You had things dialed in. You had history of players. You had things that were going on and how sometimes stuff don't match up. That's terrible English. But anyways, um, <laughs> You, you were very good about that. And you know what? I want the Minnesota section. I said this seven years ago. I want us to have the highest character and the highest quality that when our AMs play, they think they're coming for a fair fight. And again, if you don't play well, then guess what? If you hit the wrong ball, you should lose. You should not win. Okay? We get that. If you have a player on your team that gives up in the middle of the round and literally doesn't look like, like you and I had, Scotty, well, potentially, you should not win right? Those are things that are yep. not being the money. And so I just want to encourage that to our fellow pros. And I know many of them watch these. No, I just uh, agree with that. I, especially these new pro-ams reach out to tone, anybody on the tournament committee, you or I people on the board, if you've got questions, um, the pro-ams are making a rise. Uh, we talked about the busyness of the schedule. And I think that shows the popularity of the pro-ams but they're only going to be remain popular if they're fair and even to everyone. Uh, and that goes uh, to the pros too, is, you know, unfortunately over the years, we've had issues with pros not knowing how to keep track of their score or, you Pulling know, it's, yeah, it, it's just all about 
integrity. And when you're out there with three AMs, sometimes AMs that you don't know, those AMs don't know. I've how many times have you come in G and they're like, Hey, Greg, how'd you play? What did you had to shoot like 72? And you're like, no, I shot 78. Or it could be like, no, what'd you shoot? 75. No, I shot 72. Because right. sometimes it doesn't, it looks pretty ugly out there. Right. <laughs> so I can tell you about that at Craigans. Yeah. So it's just like, I mean, it's integrity. We're we're golf professionals. That's the number one thing that we need to hold to the highest standard standard is honesty and integrity. Um, and that's what what's going to make great pro-ams. Well, Scotty, we made a commitment that we were going to follow through on this. And I think we've done a fairly good job and our job isn't done. I'm going to continue to fight this battle because we love them. My, my members love them. But on the ride home, I keep hearing, why are we going if we don't have a fair fight? You know, one gross, one net, and we're seeing numbers that you can't shoot. People are breaking their handies by eight, nine, 10 shots. Uh, teams are making birdies left and right. That again, makes you just kind of go, are they playing the same golf course as us? Which can happen. But at some point, at some point, again, there has to be that integrity to do what's right out there. So Tone, thanks for your thoughts on that. Um, I want to bring Kaylee back in here for the last bit. Um, predictions. Uh, so I'm going to be, I'm going to make this easier because Scott didn't understand the game last time, which you guys all owe me a coffee. I'll take three of them at some point. Okay, but uh, this one will be easy, Scott. Okay, you can handle this. We're going to start with Kaylee, then we're going to go Tone, then Scott, then me. For each round, Kaylee, you get first pick each round, okay? Wow. Because I, I, yeah, I don't want Scott grumbling and complaining about things are wrong. And we're going to go by total money. Total money won. So, so if your guy what Scott questions? Go ahead. No, no, I'm just going to ask who won, who ended up winning the Masters then? Me. I told you that. <laughs> you he told me because we went total under par. And my guys, I know you had the winner and I know you had another top finisher, but my three guys under par were more than your three guys. I'm sorry, buddy. That was the rule. So now we got more easier rules. Total money. Total okay. money. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you pick the winner. There's a good chance that you're going to get it. Kaylee, we'll start with you. I got a pen. Fire. Perfect. I'm actually going to do Will Zaltoris. Is that how you say Is his last name? Pick? Yeah. Why not? Because are you, are you single? <laughs> yes. Okay. So I see what's going on here. Yeah. Okay. You could have got him with the sit with the seventh pick in the draft. I'm guessing. But so, <laughs> All right. Tone. Uh, I'm gonna think I chose him in the Masters, but I'm gonna choose Jordan Spieth. Ooh, that's my uh, co-workers uh, in the radio show. That's his pick, Scott. So, are we doing U.S. again? No, this no, no just anybody. Come on, draft. This is draft. Who do you got? <laughs> You're unbelievable. You know that. You want uh, the cheater? You want the cheater? No, I do. Okay. I'm going to go with, um, Scott, seriously, we only have so much time here. I mean, it's Xander Shoffley. Shoffley. Okay. Xander. Okay, good. You left me my number one pick, which seems to always be my number one pick, but that's Justin Thomas. Kaylee, back to you. Rory. Oh, he did win there last time. 2012. Mm -hmm. He's a lot older. He's not as good. All right, uh, Tone. 
I'm going to choose Victor Hovland. Hovland. Okay. All right, Scotty. Oh, does that mean it's me again already? It's you. Um, I'm going to do it. No, I don't. Do I? Do it. I'm going to do it just to rub you the wrong way. Don't take an amateur. They, they Bryson DeChambeau. The Chumbo. I, thank you. Hey, by the way, if, if, if there are no amateurs in the field, pros only. Oh, that's right. I'm an idiot. Okay. This is our championship, PGA. I'm going to take Derek. No, I'm not. I would love to take Derek Holmes. Omar? I, not this. <laughs> you know what? I probably should. How about we go with um, just out of the blue here? How about a Kepka? Yeah. Brooks. Bad knee and all. Yeah, I don't think he's going to do very well, but I like him, so I can cheer for him. Kaylee, back to you. Your third and final player. Hideki. Hideki. Yep. That's right. Ride the hot streak. I, I kind of like your team. Now, as Thank you put you. it together here, Tone? Tony Finau. Finau. So you guys are all picking players that did pretty well in the Masters, and I just don't think it translates. Scotty, what do you got? Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, Johnny Rom. Ah, that was my next pick. I don't like him at all, but that was my next pick. So. <laughs> Do you like anyone? No, there's a lot of guys I don't like. <laughs> it's true. I like Sergio, not going to pick. Uh, you like Kepka? Yeah, I do. Which is uh, I don't like Sergio. I, I, I'm not picking, um, um, uh, my buddy, uh, Buck Horschel, never going to pick him. So I guess uh, nobody's picked uh, Dustin, but is he playing Dustin Johnson? Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll take the big hitters because the long course, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I guess I'll take him. So Kaylee's got Will, Rory, and Motsi. Tone's got Spieth, Victor, and Tony. Oh, I see why you did that. <laughs> it's a guy, isn't it? And then Scott, you got Xander, DeChumbo, and Rom, And I got Thomas Kepka Johnson. That's weird that I have all Americans. It's weird. But that's why I did it that way. All right, you guys. Thank you. Great show. Good job. Um, it was a good time. Scotty, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule. Tone and Kaylee, I hope, you, I hope you get down to PGA. I hope you guys get a ticket here in the next two days. <laughs> yeah. Well, so that's what we're doing right after. We're logging into the kayak. <laughs> if Derek makes the cut, I would expect that maybe we should have some people down there. Scott, we're board members. Let's work on this. All right? Okay. All right, you guys, signing off here for Club Pro Chatter Season 4, Episode 4. We'll see you all next time. Have a great day.